Hey, keep it going for Pam. Uh, I don't know how many of you guys have seen that movie, Bad Boys, but um, great movie. Watched it a lot when I was a kid. But kind of gave a misleading view of cops, right? Like when I was a kid, I thought cops were cool, you know? Like I thought they were like Will Smith. Um, just, you know, blowing shit up, saying cool one-liners. But uh, then you see shit like Uvalde, Texas, and you're like, oh, that's not how that works at all. You know, like I thought cops were going to be like Will Smith, but turns out they're more like Will Smith watching his wife getting fucked by 25-year-old R&B singers. Oof, that usually does better. Um, all right, so um, I'm um, pretty religious. I'm a Hindu, born and raised. And um, I was reading scripture just the other day, and um, I learned the Lord Shiva when he met his wife Parvati. They made love for aeons. Pretty cool, huh? Aeons. I've been praying every day since I read that shit. Dude, like, I swear to God, man, like, shit like that is why I'm always going to be a Hindu, dude. You're, like, never going to see me in fucking church, dude. I'm not going to have a fucking cross around my neck or anything. Because, like, I don't know if you guys know this, but uh, Jesus died a virgin. In fact, not only did he die a virgin, he died a virgin, he was resurrected, then he died again, and he was still a virgin. Fucking nerd. Like, Jesus Christ, man, like... What, like, how are you going to be the son of God and have zero hoes, you know? <laughs> like, come on, man. Like, what the fuck was wrong with this guy, dude? Like, he could turn water into wine. He could walk on water. Like, what the fuck was wrong with this guy? He had a solid job, too, you know? He was a carpenter. Like, was he just a creep, you know? Like, was he just fucking going up to girls at parties, fucking cornering them? Like, hey, you know who my dad is? Fucking weirdo. Like... Maybe, maybe the Romans fucking crucified him for being an incel, you know? Like, we got to get this guy off the streets. Made every woman in Jerusalem uncomfortable. Like, yeah. Yeah, okay, cool, cool. Yeah, um, let's see what else I got. Uh, fucking, um, yeah, my dad's a pretty smart dude. You know, he went to one of the top engineering colleges in India. But he was such a fucking nerd that, like, kind of ruined things growing up, you know? Because, like, uh, I remember one time I was watching the 2000 Sydney Olympics. I was four years old. Um, I'm having a great time. This guy fucking walks up to me. He's like, hey, did you know that um, prior to the 1970s, India and Pakistan would win gold and silver in the Olympics every single year? But then they changed the rules so that um, it would be played on turf and then only European countries would win because uh, India and Pakistan players were too poor to practice on turf fields. And I was like... Fuck, dude. I was, I was having a good time watching this. Why'd you have to ruin it with facts, you fucking dork? <laughs> like, thanks, Dad, you fucking nerd. Like, oh, man, dude. Like, I remember, like, I, I wish I had a dad like my friend Shane, dude. Like, Shane's dad was fucking awesome, dude. Like, he wasn't into any nerd shit like that. He was just into fucking sports center and alcoholism. Pretty fun combo, you know? Shane's dad was getting way too hammered to fucking cite instances of oppression during sporting events. And I appreciate that a lot, dude. You know? Like, I was, like, my dad was just fucking sitting around coding all day, dude. Shane's dad was having us do fun shit, like getting all his friends together and making me and Shane fight. That was fucking cool, dude. Learned some hooks and crosses. Pile drivers. Great time. All right, that's my time, everybody. all the way from San Jose. That's great. We've got four comedians left. Hang in there. Put your hand. You just uh, you just walked in. He was a little bit late, but put your hands together for Newman Shake. Yeah. 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 
what's up guys i don't know um ah uh, well, this is how are you guys doing you guys doing good yeah yeah that's cool I, I i hit a car on the way here so i think that's yeah i'm just fucking with you guys boo yeah i'm a liar i don't know what do i want to talk about today i i did hit my insurance agent recently i got in a car accident with my insurance agent you know what that means? I need to find a new insurance agent. That's what that means. Cause you're not gonna get insur you're not gonna get accident forgiveness. Well, this isn't working. That's fine. I don't have a lot of new jokes. I um Apple the Apple Screen Time feature. That's a weird feature. It's a feature that makes you feel bad about using your product too much. Like no other company can get away with that. Like Xbox can't have a thing where they're like, if you play more than three hours a day, we're gonna send you a letter calling you a virgin. Like that's not, like that's not a thing. Um, yeah, they're they're building a lot of anti-homeless architecture. Big fan. I think I think they should go all the way, because I because like the most extreme form of anti-homeless architecture is a uh, housing. That's that's what that is. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm almost done with college, and when I left for college, my mom she was like Newman, be careful. They're gonna offer you a lot of drugs, and I'm gonna be honest. I've been invited to a lot more Bible studies than I've been offered drugs on college campuses. So yeah, I don't know. I think like addiction isn't the scourge of college campuses. Um, power of Christ is. Okay, I um. Thanks, Devontre. That means a lot. I am getting really lonely. Like, I'm taking scam likely calls in the hope that's the love of my life. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. I they always ask me for, like, my social security number. But from a certain point of view, they're just trying to get to know me. And I think that's really romantic. So that's that's nice. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you guys watched this documentary, Supersize Me, in high school. But it was, like, a very weird documentary documentary about this guy who eats mcdonald's three times a day every day to prove it's bad for you and i was like you didn't need to do that is someone phoning in right now is that all right that's cool that's a cool feature i just get comments from strangers seeing my set like you suck you know it's fine uh, but it was a yeah it was it was a weird feature it was a weird um it was a weird documentary because a documentary the guy who ate McDonald's. yeah i said that part and when I was watching, I was like, you didn't need to do that. Because nobody eats, like, McDonald's three times a day, every day, to prove it's bad for you. Like, nobody... All right. Very niche. Big fan of reality TV. I like reality TV because it makes me feel better about how I'm doing as a person. Like, I'm very single right now. But I was watching The Bachelor, and I was like, you know what? I've never been desperate enough to go to ABC for help. Like, that's not... I'm also a big fan of HGTV. I like HGTV... Because that's the only network that's explicitly saying, fuck poor people, you know? Like, I don't know if you guys watch that show, um, Fixer Upper. It's a weird show. It's a show where someone has a leaky faucet. And their solution is to destroy their entire home and build a new one. I feel like HGT wants to be more relatable. They need to make a spinoff of House Hunters and just call it Risky Rentals. Or just a bunch of, like, 20-somethings and got that closet they stuffed Harry Potter and being like, you know what, it's possible. All right, I learned a lot, guys. Thank you. Newman Shake, everyone. Newman. All right. Um, Julio, just 
Julio disappeared. We don't know what happened to him. But Drea Myers is supposedly on her way. She pre-signed, so I'm going to do some jokes before she gets here. So, yay, clap your hands together for me, Pam Benjamin. Yay. Oh, thank you, guys. Yeah, I kind of look like the art teacher everyone wanted to fuck. No? Okay. You guys are all like, we can't say anything. It's weird. It's like you're my stepmom, except it's not sexy. Um, no, I, uh, I'm tired of being a strong, independent woman. I want to be a dependent. I want to be a stepmom in Walnut Creek. I'm just, I know that statement put feminism back 45 years, but I'm really tired of working hard. <laughs> I just want, how, well, I already know how hot your dad is. He's old. Uh, Wally, how, how hot is your dad? Oh, shit, man. <laughs> Trying to practice my crowd work, and I'm like, next I'm going to ask Newman, he's going to be like, my dad's dead. And I mean, no! Uh, how hot's your dad? Yeah. Tavatre, how hot's your dad? You don't know your dad either! So it looks like I'm never going to be the stepmom I want to be. I'll never get to have that three-way with a family member that I've always wanted. Uh, Through marriage. Through marriage. Don't be gross. You're the ones watching the porn. I don't even watch porn. I don't even know what everybody's fucking talking about. I just want to be a stepmom in Walnut Creek. I just want to have like nine kinds of cheeses in a drawer. You know, like that kind of wealth. Like nine kinds of cheeses. I don't understand vegans because they don't eat cheese and i'm like no wonder you're always so angry <laughs> like you just have a bite of cheese it's okay if i if i had to choose between sex or cheese for the rest of my life i'm 100 percent going cheese i'm like sex who cares doesn't matter at this point because they're like oh is that possible menopause menopause is so scary <laughs> you just stop caring about everything it's good and then you put on lipstick and people go oh what happened to you and i'm like did i look like i always get punched in the face like what happened is that what's going on okay i should do some of the jokes that i planned on doing tonight to see if they work out um i was going to do that crowd work and hopefully no one's dad is dead and then I was going to talk about step on there. Oh, God, I know. You're so young and beautiful. I have abortions older than you. That is an absolute fact. Uh, I had my first abortion in 1995. Only one regret. I didn't have the kid. Because right now I could be fucking all of his friends. 27-year-olds are hot. I like them a lot. Do, 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 do. I'm so dumb. No, I like them because they're so dumb. They're so dumb. They're doing this new thing called intermittent fasting. Have you heard about it? The intermittent fasting. Yeah, they're microdosing food. Oh, it's so cute. Oh, are you intermittent fasting? Yeah, you're going to mansplain anorexia to me? Got this one. I'm doing it for 30 years. Come on. No, I, I used to be bulimic, uh, but I didn't. You know, I wanted to be known as an environmentalist, so I would vomit into the composting. Mm. Renew, recycle, regurgitate. Highly acidic compost is going to be amazing on the wine vines in Napa. 2020 Pinot. Speaking of Napa, I mean, I could be your step. Or you could take me to Napa. We would have so much fun. This Thanksgiving will be lit. Do you understand? I want to be a step. How much do you hate your mom? Just so we could work something out. Stepmom stuff. 
Um, I'm not even that high. I just, I'm trying to figure out what jokes I want to do tonight. And it's like, I don't want to do anything too political because like no one wants to hear someone talk about feminism. They're like, ugh, just talk about fucking dicks in your mouth. Right? I know. It's just so, you're like, what's, what's what we want? I was like, I'm like, ugh, I'll talk about drugs. Drugs are fun. You, what's your favorite drug? Ooh, pills. I also like pills. I love them. I love benzos. I'm a big benzo fan. People don't know benzodiazepines. That's like, you know, Valium, lorazepam, diazepam. Doctors have shorthand. They call them the Tupam family. That's right. Give them Tupam. I love drugs. Yeah, I love drugs so much. uh, I want to be a background extra on euphoria because I heard they give the extra ketamine to the extras. You're going to say, oh, Pam, you are way too old to be a background extra on a school about high, a show about high school students doing copious drugs. And to that, I say, I am a Monet. I look really good from far away. And you get up close and you're like dots, slashes. What is holding this image together? Ketamine. <laughs> like, if you've been doing cocaine for more than 24 hours, you don't eat your boogers, you smoke them. Okay, I've kept you guys hostage far too long. Drea's not coming. I mean, it's, I did five. I was gonna, I would just, I was, I don't wanna stretch. You guys know all my jokes and there's no point in me doing it in front of them because you're not gonna laugh. But I did try to do that crowd work, so that was fun. Um, but there, she's not, I mean, we don't wanna hold. Let's go to Slate. Um, is anybody driving over there? Okay, I'd love a ride. Oh, on your motorcycle? Oh. Oh, that's amazing. Oh my God, that's incredible. Well, that's amazing. Thank you. Um, so thanks for all being here. Thanks for staying to the end. That was really kind of you all to support your peers and stuff. And I'm sorry that Daria didn't make it in time, but Slate's going to be awesome tonight. And then I get to be at Cobbs at 10 o'clock. If you want to come. Ooh, I know. That's why it's like, I, I, and I know I've, and anyways, I'm not worried, but it's, it's, only, it's only eight minutes. It's nothing, but it's like, which jokes do I do? I don't want to do the boring. I can do my soccer one-liner. It's just a one-liner, though, that I love tw- hot 26-year-old men. Making goals. World Cup is coming. We'll see. I know. I just, it can't be too, it's got, I got to, like, be, do sex jokes and shit like that because it's, they're going to be, it's going to be late night. They don't want to, they don't want me to teach them about feminism. Um, thanks for being here, everybody. Woo!
Jagger said, I can't get wow. no satisfaction.
motherfucker like a savvy priest. I'm taking my turn to make the mic burn. And when I'm teaching class, there's a lesson to be learned. Now I battle bosses and tribes all life. Never battle a lot of hate, they always battle for spite. Coach jealous of me, the West Side man. The leader of the brothers and killer of the clan. Well, I don't give a shit, cause my rhyme is legit. Cold put you in the yard and tie up with my pit. Cause when she starts to fight, that's when I will ignite. The views of the body take it to new heights. I can hide up myself, that's like a part of the elite. Swab and dominate because the rhyme is so sweet. Bitcoin and confusion, magician of illusion. You got a little problem, here's a solution. No one never quits and a quitter never wins. So why you just gambling with dubs and fins? Remember what I say. I'm telling you now, I'm not afraid of you. Don't come with my face. I tell your heart I'm part. And like I told you before, what? I get locked after locked Tom Smith, cause every time you hear my song, your hands clap, the chosen one, putting LA on the map, with no objection, I plead my case, tone low, full capacity, leaving out of space, the ace contender, will never surrender, when I rock a show, you always remember, remember the one and only, superior to many, me losing a battle, no, I can't remember any, although in the days, I may have lost one, who in the hell am I kidding, I ain't been out done, cause I'm the best, and I live out what, and if you want a dope song, I'll play it. It don't take much to make a crowd lie Just some boozy, some George, and a little bit of slot I step on stage and clear my head, my next start Hmm, just a knock-up dead, no OZ My voice from the start, but you never know Why? Cause I get loaded after dark, dark
there walking, psychopath talking. King of my jungle, just a gangster, stalking, living life like a firecracker, quick as my fuse. Been dead as a death, back the colors I choose. Red or blue, cuz of blood, it just don't matter. Sucker died for your life when my shotgun scatters. Color, the gangs of LA will never die. Just multiply colors. Color, color, You don't know me, fool. You disown me, cool. I don't need your assistance, social persistence. Any problem I got, I just put my fist in. My life is violent, but violent is life. Peace is a dream, reality is a night. My colors, my honor, my colors, my all. With my colors upon me, one soldier stand tall. Tell me, what have you left me? What have I got? Last night, you told me, love and brother got shot. My homeboy got jacked, my mother's on crack. My sister can't work, cause her arms show tracks. Madness, insanity, living profanity. Then some punk claiming they're understanding me. Give me a break, what world do you live in? Death is my set, guess my religion. Come. My pants are sagging, braided hair, suckers stare, but I don't care. My game ain't knowledge, my game's fear. I've no remorse, so squares beware. But my true mission is just revenge. You ain't my set, you ain't my friend. Wear the wrong color, your life could end. Homicide's my favorite binge color. So I'll just walk like a giant, police defiant. You'll say to stop, but I'll say that I can't. My gang's my family, it's all that I have. I'm a star on the walls, my autograph. You don't like it, so you know where you can go. Cause the streets on my stage and terrors my show. Psychoanalyze, try, diagnose me. Why? It wasn't your brother to brutally die, but it was mine. So let me define my territory. Don't cross the line. Don't try to act crazy, cause that shit don't phase me. If you ran like a punk, it wouldn't amaze me. Cause my color is death, though we all want peace, but our war won't end. Till all wars see. Show, but I could 
is a journey. journey into sound. Poison Ivy, Poison Ivy 
Even if you were in prison, you'd have heard me play Because the warden had me rockin', I'm on the PA 
show And if you start static back in your go It's coming off is the title and the theme of the jam And when the rounds are finally finished People say god damn cause I come off journey into sound. This is a journey into sound. A journey which along the way will bring to you new color, new dimensions, new value. Inside my hand, so I dig into my pocket, all my money spent. So I just deep up, still coming up with lint. So I start my mission, leave my residence, thinking how could I get some dead presidents? I need money. I used to be a stick up kid, so I think of all the devious things I did. I used to roll up, roll up, roll up, I used to roll up, roll up. I used to roll up, this is a hole up Ain't nothing funny, stop smiling You still don't nothing move but the money But now I learn to earn cause I'm righteous I feel great, so maybe I might just search for a nine to five If I strive, then maybe I'll stay alive So I walk up the street, whistling this Feeling out of place, cause man do I miss A pen and a paper, a stereo, a taper Me and Eric being a nice big plate of fish Which is my favorite dish But without no money, it's still a wish Cause I don't like to dream about getting paid So I dig into the books of the rhymes that I made So now it's a test to see if I got pulled Hit the studio, cause I'm paid for
volume, pump up the volume. Pump that bass.
if they push that button. Your ass got to go. Your ass got to go. When the flash you, flash you, so high in the sky. Let's watch everybody, welcome to L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T, that's an acronym, it stands for Let's Watch a Full Length Movie on YouTube, with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Hi, Carl. Whoa, hi, how you doing? It's Mike Spiegelman and Carl, and... Oh yes, we have a very special guest, my brother, Adam Spiegelman, returns to our show. Hi, Adam. Hey, girl. Hey, girl. My brother has one of the best podcasts still in distribution, you can find it at Proudly Resents. It's a really good cult movie uh, podcast and a big influence on this show. So, hello. Welcome back, Adam. Oh, thanks for having me, and uh, good to meet you, Mike. Is it Spiegelman or Spiegelman? It's Spiegelman. <laughs> oh, I okay, would... good. And I'm really Carl... excited to have you. Maybe we won't have a celebrity comedian countdown today. Are we having a celebrity comedian countdown today? Oh, uh, whatever you want to do. I have right. them in my back pocket. We don't need to do it. We have Adam. Apparently, yeah. I'm neither a celebrity nor a comedian. A comedian. Can you count right. out? I Sure. From where? It depends from where. Seven. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we we are right now streaming first on Mutiny Radio FM. It is the internet radio station based in San Francisco, and broadcasts around the world. So, hello world. Get our podcast L W A F L M O Y T. That's why we say the acronym up front. Find the podcast and at your leisure, listen to the podcast and watch the movie at the same time. Maybe you're even lazier. We have a YouTube channel, Carl. Uh, mo- uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Moderates. Thanks. And uh, he actually syncs the movie with the podcast, so you don't I'm have to curator. do that extra step. And you can watch it anytime at LWA. At your leisure, leisure, not leisure. At your leisure. That word is so banal. <laughs> <laughs> Did I pronounce that word right? Uh, L-W-A-F-L-M-O-I-T is our YouTube channel. So we want you to like someone and smash them. Not not anything related. Carl, what is the movie we're watching this week? We will watch this week. We're watching Brooke Shields again. It's our third movie. Brenda Starr. Okay, Brenda Starr, 1989. That's what you put in the YouTube search engine. Brenda, you know how to spell that. Stars with two R's, 1989. And then it goes on to say what? It says Brooke Shields and... Um, but Dalton. anyway, you will find the channel that is Gamer. Something Gamer. That's your channel. It's I-R-S-Y-A-D. Syad. Ur-Syad Gamer is the channel we like. Brenda Starr, 2Rs, 1989. All right. Sounds good. Let's take it from Carl. Go find Brenda Starr. 1989, that's the one with Brooke Shields. 
LaRadDadDadDadGamer is uh, hosting it for us. Find the link, click it, hit pause, move it the timer to zero, zero, zero. And now, without further ado, Carl, take it away. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Celebrity Countdown, this time with Kathleen Wilhoyt. Welcome, Kathleen. So today we're watching Brenda Starr, 1986, and this is why we have you on. You are playing the character Hank O'Hare. This character is very, very masculine, you know? Was that fun for you? How did you feel about it? I mean, you're in a suit and tie, right? Well, I'll just tell you, I was on a roll at the time. I was getting cast in a lot of things. I even looked at an old interview where I actually said the words, getting acting jobs has never been very difficult for me, which <laughs> is so not far from the truth today. I, I, I was shocked. It was an interview I did for CNN. And, that, and I would say that Brenda Starr was amidst a series of gigs that I just got cast in without auditioning, which to me is the gold star of an acting career. If you don't audition for something, it's just fantastic. I mean, to me, it's the greatest thing in an actor's yeah. life. Like, you, you know, of course, people who don't have to audition for, uh, for jobs, um, just you can see them just bask in the glow of a fabulous life. And I got to experience that for a brief period in my life, and it was fantastic. So I didn't audition for the part of um, Great. Hair. I was cast in it. Um, and I was so, as they say in uh, whatever, full of the beans or whatever, I was so um, just full of myself, I guess. You had a I don't know. Head. I didn't even read the script. I was just like on a plane flying to Jacksonville, Florida. Yeah. So I'm reading the script and I was like looking for my part. And it was, I was, I couldn't, I kept having to reread like, which part am I? I read the script. And I was like, I don't know what part I'm supposed to play. I remember I got off the plane. I called my manager. He said, oh, you're playing Hank. I thought, Hank, I thought that was a, like a dude. I don't know what yeah. out of my mind. And then I looked at it in my hotel room. I was like, oh, shit, this is a cartoon movie. So uh, I also have a thing where I can't stand to suck. I can't stand it. Mm -hmm. So I thought, wow, how bizarre that they were like, we got to get Kathleen for this part. So then I just surrendered to it. And I was like, you know what? It's kind of awesome to get to play a cartoon character. It's kind of cool. I did some research on it. And, uh, well, I, actually, at the time, there was no internet. So I guess I didn't do any research on it. The library. Yeah, and I didn't go to the library. But so I just started to try to figure out how to play this role. And I remember I went into makeup and hair and the makeup person was like we're gonna paint freckles on your face and yeah costume people are like we're gonna put a pillbox hat on your head and then you're gonna have a hank of hair that curls up on the pillbox hat and you smoke a cigar all the time i was like oh and so then i developed i just went and kind of did a crash course again not wanting to suck and developed my character um 
you know, and the voice, I think I had a voice yeah. in that, hey, you know, Hank O'Hare. And I think I just thought, like, the way to not suck in a cartoon movie is to go broad, be big, own it, don't apologize, and just swan dive into the clown of it all and hope you hope you stick the landing. So that's basically... And you really did. I mean, the clown of it all, like uh, like when you're in the hospital scene, uh, like you're you're quirky and you're moving your head around, you're way pronounced and over exaggerating. So I thought you were only in Jacksonville because half of it was shot in Puerto Rico. But I really don't think you're part of that. You were in you were in the the press offices of The Flash. Uh, You were in the hospital scene. I think you had a scene on the street, if I recall. Was it a quick shoot for you? Well, how about this? Because this is a sentence I haven't had the privilege of uttering in since then. I was doing two movies at the same time. I was doing a movie in New Orleans called, geez, I don't remember what it was called, but my friend David Nydorf was in it and mm-hmm. uh, Jason Lee. I can't remember what it was called. But I was doing that movie, and I was doing Brenda Starr, and I was flying between New Orleans and Jacksonville doing uh-huh. both movies. So I was only in Jacksonville, never went to Puerto Rico, did you say? Yeah, yeah, they I did. I never went there. Um, and I don't remember anything about it. Well, 1986 was a big year for you. I mean, at least in terms of the releases that came out. I mean, films get shot, of course, before their release. But you had Witchboard. You also had a movie called The Morning After, which we've also done on our podcast. That was with Jeff Bridges and Jane Fonda. But my, your best thing in 1986 is you were starring your handcuff to Charles Bronson in a great film. I don't know if I call it a great film, but it was a Charles Bronson film. And Charles Bronson is amazing and cool. And, you know, the thing that's embarrassed that embarrasses me about that is like, it was, um, it was not a realistic script, obviously. Uh And I feel like at the time I was in New York doing a play and people would follow me around sort of going, Hey, butthole. Hey, you know, like doing like, those crazy names of the, mm-hmm. the character was supposed to be like a potty mouth, but it was kind of psychotic because it wasn't any kind of name that anyone would ever call anybody. And again, at being a beggar, not a, a chooser, what beggars can't be choosers. I was happy to have the part and I was happy to work. I didn't, you know, it wasn't, I've never gotten to choose the parts that I play, um, mm-hmm. I, which is really to me the sign of, just enormous success yeah. and I still look forward to the day when I get to choose the parts I get to play but at, right offers. now and back then I was lucky to get what I could get you know? I got you now you said you didn't really remember the shoot I was going to ask you if there's any stories or anecdotes about Brenda Starr uh, maybe something that you know I mean, well, did you speak with Brooke a lot or you don't know yeah. a thing about it or? No, I do. I do. I mean, Brooke is my age, right? She's, I think probably we were born at the, uh, in, in within like two or three years of each other. So at the time we were both in our twenties. Yeah. Um, And I remember seeing her at the hotel and her beauty was otherworldly. Like yeah. I remember going, Oh, that's 
that's a different kind of pretty than I've <laughs> ever seen in my life because her face, she's tall, uh, and she was super famous at the time. Yeah. But it was still Going to like Princeton. remarkable. She was remarkably beautiful. And I thought to myself, I remember consciously thinking to myself, that chick would not be able to have a normal career in some small town in the United States because mm -hmm. her looks were exceptional. And uh, and then her mother was also a big, big character in the cast and crew. She had a big presence. Her mother was kind of body and she and Brooke had a very, very close uh, relationship. And there was a lot of, I remember people being a little intimidated by her mother. Mm -hmm. um, her mother kind of uh, inserted herself in a lot of the decision-making uh, decision in the production of the film. And I think at the time, and this is vague, of course, but I think that was really at, at, a, at the beginning of when Brooke was starting to want to take more control of her own career and life mm -hmm. at that time. She was in a, probably in her early 20s, I would suspect. Like, yeah, so she was just like 20, 21. Well, I know that she was in college at the time, and we graduate, what, 22, I think, is when you graduate? Yeah. So it must be a young 20. And that's also the time in which you look at your parents and start to rebel. But her mother was a big part of this film even getting made. I mean, she pursued the director, and she was the one who pulled the people together to do the financing and everything. So oh. it makes sense that she's like large and in charge like that. Yeah, very much so. And, you know, they, she's in the lobby and gesticulating. But I, I found her to be, love, you know, funny. She was always nice to me. Uh -huh. I had no, you know, who am I? I'm just, a, you know, an actress in the thing. And, and um, um, Brooke had, like, an assistant. She had, like, two people around her that were our age that were her good friends as well, uh -huh. like assistants or something that she hung out with, but I was also going through my own kind of self-destructive, you know, phase of life. I don't know if I was probably the most professional. <laughs> Yourself. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. yeah. But I, I can tell you that when I look back at that time, because I had such an abundance of opportunities, kind of, it felt like the Brinks truck backed up and <laughs> money into my backyard and now again i say this because that's not my life today and it today. wasn't my life like in my 30s you know i've had to work really hard and i'm grateful for any job i get now and but at that time i got to experience my little 15 minutes and it was i loved i had a blast and i was simultaneously uh, self-destructing in a, a kind of pathetic way, you know, drinking a lot and doing whatever uh, destructive stuff I could. I think maybe I could not really handle my good fortune and felt mm -hmm. unworthy inside. Like if they really get to know me, if they really, they'll see I'm an untalented kind of ding dong student. Oh, wow. I mean, which is so sad. Yeah. I think of myself because now I'm like, oh, that's crazy. Why would you ever do that? But at the time, you know, I just, I, you know, look, we all go through our phases. Yes. Did you, yes. Did you have a phase like that? I mean, yes. You know, 
We've all been young, you know, and we don't have our perspective. And I can imagine being young and getting all this uh, success thrust upon you. And uh, you're kind of like navigating it yourself and and there are new experiences. So I could absolutely see you like making or or whomever uh, making choices that you wouldn't make today with a much more, you know, you know, you were kind of saying today, I think you're really working a lot today. I mean, what you what you have csi vegas is that's oh yeah i did i did yeah i did that season that killed me oops nope don't spoil right i know right (laughs) i did that season and i had a ball that was great i got to work with marga helgenberger and i've worked with her before so it was fun to see her again um but you're i mean i feel really good about my life it's just that um um I, I don't know. I have a lot of joy in my life. I guess, you know, you have to go through things in order to get where you are. And today yeah. you know, I'm a mother of three, three grown children, you know, they're all doing well. I'm proud of them all. Great. I'm happily married. I love hiking in the mountains with my dogs. I love my friends. I love Southern California. So, I mean, you know, like my story has what I perceive to be a, pretty solid happily ever after I even tell my students because i also teach mm-hmm. tell arts and also i'm teaching at ucsb this next semester but i tell them listen if i get hit by a stray bullet someday every one of you should know that i had a good run because i did i've had a lot of fun in my life it's been and and it's ongoing i mean you were just in yellowstone uh you did seven episodes of that cartoon that uh summer camp island i think oh yeah yeah that's fun yeah and you know i never got to see but i got i guess i could say that i've worked with um who is the guy who played my husband he's like a famous english actor yeah and i could say like oh i've worked with that guy you know that's cool in a virtual way, right? Yeah. I never got to meet him, but, you know, he sure is good. I saw him in Red, this play about Rocco, Philip Roth. So I understand that you auditioned for Phoebe on Friends, right? Oh, that's the, um, yeah, yeah, I did. That would have been great. Right. That was, um, I tell that to my students when I talk about uh, auditioning, Um I went to the network, which is like the final stage of the auditions. And it was me, Pam Adlon, and the chick who's Phoebe. What's her name? Yeah. Um, I, I, I know her as Phoebe. And every time I see her in another movie, I think, oh, Phoebe's branching out. I know. I can't Google believe I can't remember her name. She's just obscenely famous and, and successful mm-hmm. and delightful. And everyone loves her. Anyway, she was there. And uh, I, I was gonna do like a whole. I had dyed black hair at the time with a lot of black eyeliner. I wore uh-huh. like black. I was gonna do like a whole uh, Chrissy Hines kind of ding dong. You know, oh, the character yeah. was supposed to be kind of. But she did like a hippie thing. Anyway, rejection's God's protection. Uh, you know, but uh, <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a second or third place situation. <laughs> You know, who knows how my life would have changed if I had It would have, yes, absolutely, you know, it would have been. So, um, uh, last Brenda Starr question, I kind of don't think it was on your radar, the release, but there was years and years of waiting for this thing to release. Were you ever, I'm sure that you were moving on to other acting parts at that point, and you weren't sitting there going, when is Brenda Starr coming out? Did you have any 
did it ever cross your mind? When is this movie going to release? Good question. I would tell you that one of the things that I love about acting is the actual acting part, ah, the actual okay. sending and receiving and doing the thing and cut and makeup and hair and creating the characters. The thing that I'm not as much a fan of is the release, the uh, screenings, the interviews, the post, yeah, post acting stuff. That stuff makes me, uh, I'm not comfortable with that. So the answer to your question is because I, I have never been thrilled about the opening of a movie, nor have I ever carried a movie outside of, Murphy's Law, but even then, that was such a Charles Bronson was such a strong draw and presence. It's not like they were like it's the Kathleen Wilson. <laughs> no, how was yeah. a Charles Bronson movie? And right. so, um, I could tell you that I don't have a consciousness. I don't care. I didn't care when it was released. I didn't. I. I like. I don't even watch. I'm also one of those actors. I don't like to watch my stuff. I never saw. Oh, it. you're I one of those. Really? I don't watch it because I see like a chin on a butt floating around a screen, like in a voice. Me, yeah. me, me, me. I can't see myself with any kind of, I mean, I sometimes I will, like I told you, I ended up watching, I don't know how I got onto it, but that CNN interview of when I was in my 20s saying like, I've never oh. really had to work hard for an acting gig. No. I'm like, oh my God, what? But it was true at the time. It was true, it was at, the true time. at the time. I can mm -hmm. tell you for that little tiny window. And I had a record deal and I was doing cartoon and movie. Yeah. I had a really good manager back then who I didn't treat very well and who really provided me with a lot of opportunities. A, a man named Alan Summers. And he um, probably the one of many foolish moves I made in uh, retrospect in my acting career was firing him. So Yeah, yeah, I gotcha. And we will all have the, you know, you would want to go back. And, well, I don't know that you'd want to go back and change stuff because you turned out great, you know. Well, yeah. You were describing things, you know. Right. So it did work out, I have to say, but. Absolutely. Well, I do have a few things of like, oh, really? Did you do that? You know? Yeah. Whatever. I, I guess we all do and everybody does. Yes, but. it's really true. So yeah. I, we're about to do this countdown and watch this film together, but I still have one last thing. I would like to see your eyes. I hear that they're different colored. Can you show me this? I don't know. human, right? Oh, there we go. So does that, do you, how do you feel about having different colored eyes? I'm sure nowadays it doesn't even cross your mind, but I mean, in the past, you must have thought, what's, it, did you feel like it was strange? I mean, it must have been, it's attractive in a way. It's different. It's quirky. I never, you know, that, you know, I just make jokes. I'm the girl with kaleidoscope eyes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Nah, that doesn't have, you know. And a lot of times I'll tell people, I got two different colored eyes, and they look at me and they say, no, you don't. Well, like, I've been trying to see it throughout the whole interview. I had to get up close, you know? Yeah, it's like one is brown and green and one's green and brown. So. Well, that's very unique. It's very, <laughs> you know, it's it's neat. <laughs> okay, now. All right, now. Wait. 
we, everybody at home is poised to press play at the same time we do here in the studio. So everybody's queued up and ready to go. So why don't you go ahead, Kathleen Wilhoyt, and give us that celebrity countdown. Three, two, one, go! All right. Thank you, Celebrity Comedian Countdown, for that, that Celebrity Comedian Countdown. Oh, worst president ever. Oh, triumph? Oh, it's a triumph. Sorry. Do you I mean see Truman? Because he will be in this film. The worst president ever, Truman, Harry S. Truman, will be in this film. But now that we've got Trump, is it really true anymore? He's not the worst. Right. Sure. Maybe there'll be another worst president. We'll have to wait. Brenda Starr, the cartoon show, the comic strip. I can't believe you guys made comic strips political. This is a comic strip that was in, um, well, out of the Chicago Perfume. I'm out of here. You guys remember this from growing up, right? In the Sunday Funnies? Can I just talk about this? I'm not that smart. Like, I I couldn't follow the, it's only three panels a day. (laughs) Nothing really happened. and, And you don't read it every day. And. You don't know. I always got lost. So you can really she fall cute. She had like a tiny little nose, and I'd read. That. I'm always like, "Look out behind you, Mary Worth." <laughs> nope. yeah, I Mary can't tell Worth. them apart. Look out, Rex Harrington. Timothy Dalton was in this movie. Yeah, he had a career. I mean, did, like, did you know it, he existed before James Bond? I knew he was in this movie. Well, he was in Flash Gordon, wasn't he? Yeah. Yes, he was. Yes. yes. He was like a famous British actor. So this is cute. Like comic book movies before Marvel, they really didn't know how to do them. So they always have to show the art itself, yeah, the like drawing, right? The drawing because it's a comic book movie based on a comic book. Bob Mackie, nice. Well, he really oh. is involved in his mouth. <laughs> look at that I know old, what's up with that. Um, look at that oh. old style oh. evil pencil sharpener. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Old timey coffee, Rostin. Now, Timothy oh, Dalton start, started in The Lion in Winter, one of my favorite films. You guys you know were, that. Yeah, film. we talked about that film. He was the king of France. Come to visit. The, 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 car, the cartoon, the comic strip, he, the character he plays has a patch on his eye. So it's like yep. one of those movie magic to see the actual character in real life, even though he looks, you know, goofy. Right. He plays Basil St. John, who was always a mysterious figure in the um, cartoon, in the com, you know, comic strip uh, of Brenda Starr. Brenda Starr was a reporter, and that would take her on lots and lots of adventures. Now, the woman who writes for Brenda Starr used to get letters from reporters saying, this is bullshit. My life is not like this at all. And she, used, she was like, that's why you're not in a comic strip. Right. Yeah, let's do a comic strip about you trying to pay your taxes. Now, and, we've uh, got the sound on mute, which is a big mistake because Mike always has the sound up. And what he's doing is he's insulting Brenda Starr. You see, he's taken this job. Oh, now you turn it on. He's taken this job because he needs to pay the bills. He's not a Brenda Starr fan, so he chastises her and insults her while he's drawing her. And she's fed up. Is she going to come to life in this panel? No. Bingo. In this panel? Here she goes. Coming to life. All right. What Brenda should wear. Burgundy and gray tweed. Look, it's the actual cartoonist. Dil- oh, it is? 
I forget the name of the cartoonist, but that was his signature. Well, the cartoonist, you might know as Dale, but it's Dahlia Messick. She was the artist and writer who created it. We're going back to the early 40s. Here she comes. Here she comes to life. What? This is like Cool World. Right. God bless you, Brooke. Up to here. So bug off. Buster. What? That's it. She's out of here. She she went from cartoon to real life. Bingo. How is that possible? Buh, 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 fuh, fuh, buh, buh. Guess That's what? Me. We will never have it explained. It just starts like we we got to make a movie based on a comic strip. Oh gosh, that's going to take a lot of setup. People are not ready for a comic book movie. <laughs> we better have a preface where the cartoonist is drawing it during the opening credits. I mean, honestly, don't you think this is a better opening than a guy drawing a picture? Now, here's like, Green Acres, yeah. dude. Uh, he's, he's the top cop, the Green Acres. Eddie Albert? Mike, what's the name of the pig from Green Acres? Oh, gosh. Harley? Marley? Wait. Um, there was a fan club for that pig, too. Now, this Josh is Jacques our, our anyway. bad guy who's a Just gal. Kidding. Okay, she's the riot. Okay, Just go ahead. Kidding. What's the pig's name? Listen, I don't want you to blow this. This is the main and villain, okay? She is a rival reporter, and she hates Brenda Starr. She looks like Brooke, like a blonde Brooke. Okay, now I watched Green Acres on the reruns and everything, and I remember something about the pig was a big deal. What, yeah. is, what was its name? That's Billy? the thing. It, it, Arnold? No. Arnold. Was Arnold. it? Hang on. Siri, what's the name of the pig from Green Acres? Josh Akabor. <laughs> That's great. That's Adam's joke. He says, How did Carl, you gave Mike credit for that? That's Siri, oh, Mike. Mike. Well, he is a celebrity comedian. Yeah, uh -huh. he is. Three, two, one, go. Get it together. That's how you do it, kid. Ooh. Now, wow, Linda has used her street smarts and her gumption and determination and tenacity to worm her way into a hostage situation, although she's not a hostage yet, because she wants to get the story and she wants to scoop lips. lips what is, is the bad. story? Uh, you know, there's a crime going on here and it's going to be in all the papers and uh, Green Acres dude is the top cop. I remember, so our father, Arthur, speaking with a journalist and he used That's to come really home after work. I said, How, how's work? He'd go, Great! I was covering a story of a of a of a gun shootout, and so I went into the room itself to cover it. And we go, thank God you're home alive. What journalist does that? Now the, the artist is calling his boss and saying, "I don't know what to do. She's gone. I don't know what to do. I need this job." Yeah, we really don't need any of that. So right. he essentially says, "If you want to keep your job, you'll get her back." And that's our setup for the leap that he's about to take. So she's in cartoon world right now. And in real life, the story is the cartoonist's assistant has to find her. Right. In cartoon world. In right. World. The, the real cartoonist will enter cartoon world to pursue Brenda and convince her to come back. Even though his brother was killed by a tune when they dropped a safe on his head? <laughs> Wrong movie. I will never order from Acme again. I don't care about two-day shipping. 
Do not order from Acme Shipping if Wiley Coyote taught me anything. If you're an Acme Prime member, you can stream Roadrunner. Oh, someone had a nickname, Pastor, Pastor Bedtime. And I go, ha ha, that's funny, Pastor Bedtime. <laughs> Pastor Bedtime, very but good. But there's Pastor Prime. I came up with my own Pastor Prime. Okay, so now Eddie Albert is seeing that she is now a hostage. And she's like, don't worry about me, just shoot! Do they know it's Brenda Starr? I mean, <laughs> do they have like a monogram piece of clothing that can kind of identify her? No, her look, she was named after a debutante in the 30s who was hugely... So she had through this big party, she was on the cover of Time magazine, and she was... Her look is Rita Hayworth. I got you. So weird. So she's named after a real person. So that real she's person. Named after gets... Brenda Frazier. Brenda Frazier was the weird. real life person, a debutante in the thirties. Very Brendan. Brendan Frazier. Got it. <laughs> and so Brenda uh, was the first name, and Rita Hay Hayworth was the look. Now, if you look up Rita Hayworth and then go to images, you'll see. Now, watch this. Watch how Brenda saves her own life. Oh my God, she's a genius! Oh Bam! my God, she wrote the fall. Cold-blooded killer. I know this is ten minutes into the movie. I I don't know if I could just watch her ethically. She murdered her first victim. <laughs> All right, death she's kill one. Oh, she's alive. Oh, and and she's upset. These people are yeah, she says, "Oh, yeah. perfect. Oh, great." That's really Thank good to know when you fall off a building. Those split seconds, move the body that you're holding to hit the ground. It wasn't a split second, Mike. Even though it was only four stories, it felt like four hours. It felt like four hours, time yeah. to Check her hair, flip them over, look at her phone. The credits of Iron Man 2 runs, finishes. Now look, a long movie. who's this mysterious figure who was in the crowd? I don't know. <laughs> wow, he had, a, uh, he had a view to a kill when dun, she dun, killed that dude. Done, done. He was hey, a surly was Bond. He was surlier than da Daniel Craig, right? He was like, ah, ah, my wife is dead. I must seek revenge. Okay, now know, we I... have like, oh, Brenda's so popular. Everybody knows her. We're doing the Brenda Star rag. She's so popular. We wrote this song. I'm doing the Brenda Star rag. Right. Right. Nowadays, that'd be a rap song. You would be featuring Brenda Starr. Wow, featuring Brenda Starr. Have you seen this black orchid? Did you see it? Yeah. What does that there mean, Carl? Well, this Basil St. John must eat a diet of black orchids. Everyone in his family must, or they go insane. And that's from the cartoon comic strip. Yo, no, Was I'm that sure real? That... You didn't make that up? Yeah, the movie producers didn't make that up. That's right. No, I thought Carl made that up. Now look who he's drawing. Look who he's drawing. Himself. He's drawing himself into the comic, and he's doing it right where she left off so that he can be hot on her trail. Why didn't he I can tell it's him now? because of the suspenders. Right. And this guy He's not a bad cartoonist. Here we go. Will myself into my work. Uh -huh. What? Yeah, uh -huh. he should have drawn himself on the ground. Right. <laughs> yeah, big lug. What are you yeah, wherever I can draw myself wherever I want inside this lion's mouth. 
<laughs> now look at his 80s pants, his like Miami Vice influenced light clothing. Is she wearing a mask? Yeah. <laughs> this was well, this this person. Okay, this is like our Jimmy Olsen kind of guy and our, you know, manly woman uh, stereotype. Oh, I know her. She's a friend of mine. Really? Uh, Kathleen. Oh, <laughs> you didn't know is that Kathleen Wilhoit? Um, uh, I done, I did, uh, yes it is. Tell me more. Oh yeah, she's a friend of mine. She's actually on Proudly Resents a few times. Okay, uh, then great let's send her with... to do the Celebrity Comedian Countdown. Oh, you're def she'll do it in a second. She's so fun. That's so great. Do you yeah. want to do it? Do you know can how you pull to... some strings? We should be talking I'll, about this I'll off I'll just air. send her an uh, email and ask her. Or you can send okay. her an email. Okay. Super nice. That's good. And uh, super open about everything. Now, here oh, good. is rival... Here's rival reporter, and she's like, screwed her over in the newspaper, claiming that... I forget exactly what the story was. I've seen this three times. This is my fourth, but... Wow. Do we have closed captioning on this movie? Yes, always... it is available. You might have to stop the... No, no, no. <laughs> I think I got it. Good. So that, he's saying yeah. that she's working on a huge story, a huge story that Brenda will never be a part of. Look how... Look at her. Feisty, Brenda. Feisty. Brooke Shields is, like, perfect for this part, right? Like, she looks yeah, perfect. Yeah. Now, this is 1986. She was at... Princeton, and this is the summer break. She is Are in. Are you serious? Yes, she is in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, filming this, and she'll also go to Puerto Rico to film this. It's not bad. Yeah, that was a famous celebrity college uh, run. She stopped. Like, there's some people that are like white hot, and they're like, "I got to get a life. I'm a young guy." Yeah, right. So Elvis has got to go into the military. Yeah, so when she went to Princeton, it was a big deal. Like, oh God, how it was can the they... biggest deal when she was there? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I remember this com open mic comedian came on and he, he said that he got a ton of attention because he went to Princeton and wrote an article, uh, How to Sleep with Brooke Shields. Whoa, like a ton of pickup. I know, it was a dick move. No, <laughs> it's a great it. move. I'm, I'm behind this guy. They published it. I would brush up. Yeah, and got, I think National Lampoon picked it up, or he got a lot of attention. Okay, so the art artist has gone to the Flash, that's the name of the paper, looking for he? Brenda, and he just missed her. Now, she is off of a big scoop, right? She was a, a part of the story as a hostage, so everyone's applauding her, and it seems like every time she enters the newsroom, it's always after a big story, and everyone applauds her. You know who's bitter is Clark Kent sitting behind her. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> you know, Clark, you're never around when Brenda Starr's around. Shut up. <laughs> I'm here now, ain't I? Hey, Clark, how come you're not here when Superman's here? I'm here now, right? <laughs> okay. Here Jonah is Charles. This is another big friend of our podcast, uh, Charles Durning. Oh, Charles Durning is great. Now, he, he storms in. You're cutting the pay of our staff because of depression? I quit. And he's like, Brenda, check out this pretend Einstein guy. You're not listening to me. I quit. Brenda, please, after the film. Wait, Brenda, you you're a woman. Here? I'm not listening. Yes. Goes with the territory. Now, we saw him in Tilt. Didn't, am I wrong? 
We saw him in that Burt Reynolds movie directed by Hal Needham, right? Yeah, he was so old he could hardly move. Oh, was it that was like a scary. recent thing? What was that? What movie was that? It was a TV movie. It, it was, was for TBS. It was the hostage one. Yeah, it was like Hostage, Hostage 3, Hostage. And it oh. was uh, Hal Needham uh, used Alan Smithy uh, credit. But he directed his friend in this TBS uh, murder series movie. And Charles Dunning is his buddy. At that time, he was, was in very poor health. Oh, yes. He was he as was big like, as a house. He could hardly move. And they shot around it. They filmed it. Yeah, they shot around him. him. Yeah, he was one of Burt Reynolds' guys. He was in yeah. all the Burt Reynolds movies. Yeah. Now, this yeah. is showing that this guy has made a fuel that can... That We're well, it isn't a fuel; it's an engine that runs on water. What? Oh, we got to kill. Yeah, now the yeah, guy's gonna kill, kill him. Who killed the water car? Yeah, that's what he, I'm saying. He was just showing that the the gas tank is empty. He poured in water, and now the plane is flying. It's unbelievable. Why does he have to be there? So we oh, yeah, saw the power energy the crisis. Native. Yeah, How many white they, guys are there playing natives? One. He could have been someone else. Right? He, he could have been discovered this elsewhere. Oh, well. I might have shot that at Princeton. <laughs> now, wasn't he in Tilt? Am I wrong? Mike? He had the he biggest in, belly in the world. Who? Oh. Wait, who? Charles Durning. Wasn't he in Tilt? Kilt? Uh, the Brent, oh my gosh. The Brooke Shields film girl? we watched, the oh, pinball. Tilt, yeah. Wasn't he the pinball? He was the pinball master. Right, with the big belly. And then we saw him in another film, like, right after it, and he wasn't as Hello. fat. Yeah. You're right. He, he, Tilt is a really good movie. He's a teenage pinball yeah. prodigy who runs away from home and tries to beat the, the pinball wizard himself, Charles Dunning, who kind of, you know, becomes a mentor, <laughs> adversary... Oh, look at this. You know a movie has big gaping holes when you have to throw in animated sequences like this, right? Like Tank No, you Girl. don't. It's a, it's a movie about a comic strip. Now, look he, at this saw... funny thing. He's starting to, what the hell is this? I'm in the funnies. Uh-huh. He's, He's going to look at the newspaper. The shop. Let me check the funnies in the funnies. What? Now, look, a mystery woman appears across from him. And then, poof. This is a very weird movie. I never realized this. Yeah, they didn't trust just to do a straight Brenda Star movie. It had like a Twilight Zone episode in the, the, the movie. He's I mean, like if this is a better movie, we'd be praising these choices, but we're not, right? I mean, to be honest. Well, this movie has a bad, uh, it's an infamous rep because it never got released properly. It did. And it did get released and video staple, but it always had this onus of the big film that never got theatrically released. Yes, and the Why thing is, is it's a really missed opportunity. You see, this was filmed in 86. It was supposed to come out in 87. And that is when, like, a lot was going on. Like, she was a huge um, star. Timothy Dalton had just gotten the James Bond stuff. There right. were movies out like Dick Tracy and, you know, there was um, 
There were there were movies like uh, Batman. I mean Batman, right? Oh no, not yet. But Dick Tracy. Batman was eighty nine. Yeah, yeah. Dick Tracy was after, wasn't it? So yeah, it, it was. Would have been a 90s. great, great release. Um, they played rock music at the White House. Dick Tracy and Batman. You're right, Adam. It was Batman. This is Harry S. Truman. Now, do you, you remember Peyton Place, but not the one from our era, the one from the 60s? This the TV guy show was or the movie? huge from it. Nice. There was a Red Fox joke saying that uh, they named the foxhole after him, and they actually named uh, a hole after the president, Harry Truman, the Harry S. Hole. <laughs> that, was that in Okinawa? Was that in Japan? I, it was one of the many uh, Red Fox Party albums on Laugh Records I used to listen to. The only joke I remember. I still have your vinyl and all your comedy records if you ever want them back. And I was just listening to Richard Pryor, your Richard Pryor record. I think it wasn't even like a famous Richard Pryor record. It was no, one on Laugh. No, it was not. It's obscure. And I have never heard those routines before. Talking about two days ago. Oh, wow. That's cool. I'm glad you have my record collection. That's yeah. a big influence on me. I've got Meet Beat Manifesto. I've got... Oh, you never want it back. I've got it for you. Nice to hear. Oh, I love Meet Beat Manifesto. You know what's funny, Adam? Uh, your friend uh, FM is going to be watching a movie we did on this show the first year before Carl. Uh, it came from Hollywood, the 1982 bad movie retrospective film with Dan Aykroyd. Uh, Meet Beat sampled that movie. So it uh -huh. has like a lot of like shitty sci-fi movies. He just took it from that uh, compilation movie. The less you know. The less That's you know, the more you know, not know. Now this guy, that guy we just saw as Ed Nelson, he was from Peyton Place. He'll never come back yeah. again. But I want you to know that he was the, he was in every television show. I'm going to start reading them. You know them okay. all. He was in Marcus Welby, Mod Squad, Mission Impossible, Kung Fu, one, you know, Adam 12, Ironside, should I go on? The Bionic Woman, Police. He was all over TV. Quincy, Chips, Trapper John MD, Lou Grant, Charlie's Angels, blah, 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 <laughs> Murder, She Wrote. He was in everything, this guy. He's like, I'm on it, Lou Grant. I'll go get it. Yeah. I'm Trapper John, the wrong show. Get your shit together. He was in Barnaby Jones. He was in uh, uh, The Fall Guy, Dynasty, Cagney and Lacey, MacGyver, Jake and the Fat Man. He, he did the circuit. I like it. Okay, the, now. Here's the impression of his agent. Yes. She knows. Yeah, here's an impression of his agent. Bring, bring. Hello, he'll take the part. <laughs> so Basil has shown up mysteriously and he knows where the professor is okay. in brazil where he's from so what's up there a giant a microphone bug. it's a bug the russians like are spying oh excuse me i'm sorry i'm sorry the rival newspaper is spying and there's your let's see here Libby Lip Lipscomb is her name. Go ahead, turn it on for a second. And turn it up loud, would you? Oh, Mike's gone? Why? Does this happen often? Mike just gets up and leaves in the middle of it? I wouldn't say often, but yes, it happens. It doesn't happen every show, but... 
Sometimes nature calls. Okay, now, the rival newspaper was spying on the star, and who's spying on the rival newspaper but the Russians? Because oh, they boy. want this unlimited energy power, too. Do you see Jeffrey Tambor there at the head of the Yeah, table? as the head Russian? Yeah. Well, no, no, he's not the head Russian. You see the cigar-smoking lady? She's large and in charge. Tambor... Uh, sorry to being sexist. Tambor will do a job of pretending to be an idiot in this film, and it's pretty good. Oh, Tambor. Look how pretty she is, man. Yeah, she interviewed I just interviewed her recently for work. Turn, turn it up. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. Okay, my, I might be out of cue. Out of sync. On the other. How did you get? Okay, don't do it, Mike. How did no, you? I'm sorry. I'm, I'm a second off. When I did the closed captioning, I, I I got out of sync. I knew it. So, Adam, tell me about Brooke Shields. No, she was the coolest. She was very very nice. Uh, Wait, beautiful. you interviewed her? Yeah. Well, then let's get her to do the celebrity comedian. No, I oh, yeah, sure. Let's I did it for work. Can ask her a million questions about this film. Uh, yeah, you could question? probably reach out to her. I don't think it'd be impossible. No, you know her, not me. Oh, I don't know her. This is through uh, my job. Carl, what is, what's up with you? Oh, you did it at your job, not on yeah, the Yeah, yeah, yeah. 